This is Love Foundation Christian Center podcast, a place to find God's love. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. One of the things that we began to share last week about, and I began to share at the end part of my uh, message, in this season that we are entering, that we are in, amen? You see, the funny the thing about it is that the church is always in a place of glory, has always been. Church has always been in a place of glory. We are just the ones that are playing catch-up. Right? We are just the ones that are play, playing um, catch-up. And one of the things that we need to preach the gospel on earth is finances. And in this season where we are being reminded again that God wants to glorify the house of his glory and he's telling us that the gold is his, the silver is his, and that by prosperity shall the gospel be preached, reminding us that in the time of darkness, that he will cause wealth to come to us. Amen. All, that, all of that is settled. We have been given everything that we need. Now we ourselves must be prepared. And one of the first things, like I said, that we began to look at again is that we have to deal with greed. Because we can't even go further in talking about finances as believers without dealing with the greed that may be on the inside. That may be motivating the things that we do. The way we make money, manage money, multiply money. We have to be people of love, contentment, without the greed. In the process of making money. Amen. And so that's the reason why, you know, every time we, we, we get to look at the word of God, the scriptures, when we, are taking the, when we are taking the offering, is to deal with this, to see that the word of God actually encourages us to make money. God wants us to have money, but God does not want money to have us. And so he tells us to bring our tithes, bring our offerings as seed, faith, honorariums, everything. Because money has always and will always be, we don't know what we're going to be doing in heaven, but here on earth has always been a part of our worship. Because it's a major part of our lives. And so we find out that the way to deal with greed, among others, is that we must make sure that in our lives we are using our money to serve God. And And then we are worshiping God with our money. Amen. By bringing our tithes, bringing our offerings. Because every time, it's like the way our relationship with God should be like, should be like, wow, Lord, what can I give you? You've given me so much. You've given me so much. And that's what should motivate our praise. And that's what should motivate our giving. Because we are very aware of how good God is to us, how much he has given us. And we want to give back to him. And we know that finances, one way that we spend our day, a major part of our days is making money. And so because of that, we have to take from that and bring to the Lord as he has stipulated and even more as we are led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So one of the things that I want to say in making money today is that we we need to realize that we all have the same potential and the same privilege. Because sometimes people feel that they are less privileged than others. 
spiritually, we all have the same potential. Now, it is true that in the natural, some people may, may be born in a wealthy home. And so it gives them some kind of advantage. But the spiritual always supersedes the natural. And that means that even though you were not born in a wealthy home, and a person that was born in a wealthy home inherits five million, you with your spiritual ability can overtake that person. Because the race is not to the strong, <laughs> to the swift, but what? To him that showed mercy. And God has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. So you never ever have to wake up and look at yourself and say, I don't have what it takes. I'm disadvantaged. I'm underprivileged. No, no, no. Every one of us, we are at the same starting point in Christ. Same ability, same advantage. Amen? Amen. Put up Acts 10, 34. Acts 10, 34, if you can put it up as quickly as possible. Praise the Lord. He says, then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. So every time you look at a rich person, or you maybe you're a business person, and you look at a, another business that is, seems to be doing better than yours, you need to remember that God is no respecter of persons. That you, your business, you have the same potential, you have the same ability to get to where that business that person that you're looking at is and even overtake Amen. we have to always remember that Hallelujah. that God number one another thing is that God is the one who gives ability yeah. we already looked at looked at that in Deuteronomy 818 it's very clear spelled out it says here that God is no respecter of person Deuteronomy 818 tells us you can put it up as well that it is God that gives us the power to get wealth. So he gives us the strength, the physical strength, the spiritual strength, the wisdom, the grace, everything that we need to make money, to become rich, to be millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires. We're hearing a lot of trillion dollar amounts in the news these days, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> the Bible says that you will lend to nations and not borrow. And I believe that every individual can claim that scripture. It's not just us as a body. Because you know we are of a different nation. Yes. And the body of Christ, we, we have our money. But I believe that individually, even in the body of Christ, that we as individuals can lend to nations. Because there are some people, even living right now, that are lending to nations. So why not you? Why not me? Tell the person beside you, say, I'm coming. I'm coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then Proverbs, put Proverbs 18, 16 up there. The Bible says that a man's gift will make room for him. And so we need to look at what, what gift has God given you? What's the gift that God has given you? It's time for you to begin to sharpen it. Stop looking outwards. On the inside of you, you have a gift. I remember when I was working secularly, secular job, you know, I had, I have, because I have this gift of, 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 in short, I don't know, maybe, you know, there are some gifts that are probably not written in the scripture. <laughs> Organization. Anyway, 
an arrangement and I went in there one time and I, and I had this, I was actually hired as an assistant, you know, but I, I took it upon myself to go above and beyond and I, and I organized a very disorganized place. And guess what? They gave me an assistant. It made a way for me and opened the door for increase for me. The gift that I had. Now, if I had sat down and looking at everybody else and saying, I'm not the VP in this place, I'm not the whatever in this place, whatever, just clock in at seven, clock out, back out at three and do my own thing, would I have gotten that raise and increase and promotion? And an assistant? No. So with, with us, that which God has given us, when we use it, don't despise what it is that you think that. If you, and that these are things we are born with. Yes. It can be, it can be increased. It can be polished. It can get better. You know, with you understanding even more of the way it works, but it's on the inside of you. And so we need to check out for those things. Look out for those things. Pull them out and begin to use them, because the Bible says here. Look at it. It is a man's gift. Make it room for him. And he bringeth him before great men. Bringeth him before great men. Amen? But God has already made you great. And we are standing in the presence of the Most High. We always need to see ourselves like that. And so we should bring our greatness and cause our greatness to manifest so that God will be glorified all the more. Amen? Put up for me again as well. Um, I think it's Proverbs. I want to look at Proverbs 22. Is it Proverbs 22? Praise the Lord. But one, one thing I want to remind us about is that, you know, we look, we've been looking at scriptures and we've seen some certain people who have, who have manifested in these things. Your spiritual gifts, your natural gifts, all of them. Now, Joseph had the gift of dream interpretation. And because he used it, even while he was in jail, in the midst of darkness, even what we are experiencing right now as a nation, as a, as a, as a world, in the midst of darkness, he didn't stop using his gift. He didn't get depressed and angry at God. But he just, like, just continued being who he was. Right in the midst of darkness. And that's what God is calling us to. Not to be so concerned about all the things that are around and what's going on. But to keep using our gifts. Because right there is an opportunity for promotion. For increase. For greatness. And so he got out of jail because of that. And guess what? The people who had been in high ranking positions. He overtook them. Because of spiritual gifts and ability and the place that God had put him and he was faithful with it. Amen? Amen. And so you and I, we have that. We have that. Wisdom. We looked at, we've looked at Jacob. How he had a revelation. And in the revelation, he saw how he needed to increase. That's a gift. I believe that many of us have seen things in dreams but woke up the next morning and were too lazy to implement. Some were not, have not been, but I think that some have been. We need to pay attention to our dreams. 
Because that's, that's, all, that he, that's all he had. Do you know he could have ignored it? Because sometimes we look at these things in the scriptures and we're like, oh, ooh, if it was me. The same way angels are, are, are bringing, are talking, are, are, are being shown to us, or things are being shown to us. In the, it's the same way. When God was talking to Abraham and all of that, it's not necessarily that God was standing in front of him. The same way that God is talking to us now. The difference are the people who pay attention and who take that bold step of faith. Follow instruction, follow direction, and with wisdom, implement. So Joseph didn't let his dream, sorry, Jacob didn't let the vision die with the dream when he woke up the next morning. Or when he left that place of encounter. He didn't let it, he just he went ahead and did what he saw. Did what he saw. Amen. You know, in, when, they were in the, when they were building the temple in the, in, the, um, in the wilderness, in the Old Covenant, the scripture tells us that God, God called for men of skill. Because he knew what he had put in them. And so for that part of the work, he called for the people that he had invested those kinds of skills with. To build. So in all of us, we have skills, building skills. In the old covenant, that was it. How much more in the new? The Bible tells us that in Ephesians 4, he says that when he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. And these gifts that God has given us, wow, is unstoppable. Because we have the power of the Holy Spirit backing us up. And then finally, I just want to say, put up Romans 8.22. We can skip the, 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 the Proverbs. I just want to remind us, Romans 8.25, 28. I want to remind us that the ability that we have as new creation believers is unlimited. Amen. It's unlimited. Amen. In Romans 8.28, the Bible says that, and we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are the called according to his good purpose. Listen to me. This scripture is a very powerful scripture for us. This scripture is one scripture that we need to remind ourselves when we find ourselves in situations that look shocking. Maybe you didn't expect to find yourself in that place. You had other dreams. You had other thoughts. You had other ideas. But it seems, that, it seems like you, you, you were thrown a curveball and you were not prepared. The Bible is telling us here, it says all things. Amen. Doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you. The circumstance, the situation, the hardness, the darkness. It says that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his good purpose. So when we find ourselves in dark situations, in tough situations, we need to look at it and say, Lord, I know there is a good coming out of this. And so I'm staying, I'm positioned, I'm rejoicing, I'm expecting, hallelujah. I'm expecting, I'm enjoying, I'm looking for. Like Peter said, we are looking for the end of our salvation. The manifestation of our salvation. He says that all things, all things, all things work together for good. To them that love God, wow. Do you love God? 
Do you? Yeah. Come on, answer. Do you love God? Yes. I know you do. And so that means that everything right now is working for your good. Amen. It's working for your good. So what do we do? We're going to arise. We are going to arise. Going to shine. Amen. <laughs> In the midst of, dark, of, of financial darkness, we can shine financially. God didn't say, if all things are well, then you can shine. No, 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 no. Light shines brighter in darkness. Hallelujah. God gets so much glory right now, even when you're in the midst of a tough, tough situation and you're, and you're rejoicing. Because he says, because it, it, it is saying, I'm already out of this. I'm already out of this. It's saying no weapon formed against me prospers. It's saying I'm the blessed. It's saying, though I might be in the desert, I can turn a desert into the Garden of Eden. That's the power and the ability that we have. But we just need to to continue to see ourselves in that light. Powerful. That's why as a church, we're not missing a beat in anything that God is saying. Because... Hey, we already knew it before. God already has been telling us things are bad. You stand your ground. You walk in righteousness, walk in holiness. You praise me, you receive. We're not missing a beat. We're not shaking. We're not moved. It's news for the rest of the world, but it's not news for us. And we are prepared. We have been strengthened. We have been given everything that we need. And we're going to use it. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited about the bill that has been passed? Just additional money of wealth transfer. And some of you who were complaining before that they took your taxes. Opportunity to get it back. And that's why it's good to keep declaring, confessing, money is coming to me from expected and unexpected places, expected and unexpected people, from businesses, corporations, governments. Hallelujah. And those, of, and, those, and those who have plenty of children. Amen. <laughs> they are laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know those with more children get more money. That's right. Hallelujah. And those that are married get more money. <laughs> all right, let's rise up. Let's rise up on our feet. <laughs> oh, everything is working for our good. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God.